Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The gospel today is a beautiful image because sometimes we think when Jesus is saying like, I want to tell you a parable. Let's see. uh, Let's do a wedding feast image this time. Like it's just kind of off the cuff. But the scriptures let us know that the spousal imagery is God's preferred imagery to help us understand him and his plan for us. The beginning of the Bible, book of Genesis, the spousal story of Adam and Eve And it's their love as spouses that God says, that's my image of likeness. Last book in the Bible, book of Revelations, heaven is unveiled and we see the wedding feast of the lamb and the church comes down like a bride. The prophets, almost every one of them, speaks of Israel's rebellion into idol worship as a form of adultery. In the middle of the Bible is the book known as the Song of Songs. It was love poetry that young Hebrew boys weren't even allowed to read because of the imagery in there. It also doesn't even mention God's name, only book of the Bible with no reference to God, and yet inspired by God to help us understand who he is, who we are, and his plan. And what does he do? Two lovers. And then in the Gospels, Jesus oftentimes is referred to as the bridegroom. And when St. Paul wants to sum it all up, he says, For this reason a man shall leave his mother and father and cling to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, he says. But I mean in reference to Christ and the church. So spousal imagery, our creation is man and woman, our call to become one, it is the The loudest of all the analogies, it is the clearest. They all pale in comparison to the infinite glory of God, but the one that pales the least is the spousal analogy. So when Jesus says, let's pretend there's a king and he's throwing his son a wedding banquet, this is him saying, king is God the father, I'm the son, and all of humanity is invited to partake in my love. How are people going to respond to the wedding invitation? And it goes through. Some killed prophets, remember. Some walked away. Some said they were busy. Some said, oh no, I'm good. Thanks for the invite. But some went. And then even those who responded well, there's this strange guy. And he doesn't have a wedding garment on. Can seem rather harsh. After all, he didn't kill those who invited. He didn't say he was busy. He still went. But what you need to know is at the entrance to the palace of every king would have been people giving out proper attire for those who didn't have it to enter the wedding feast. So if you came in and, you know, imagine someone showing up like overalls to a wedding reception, okay? You'd be like, hey, you know, why don't we take a minute? We have some extra suits here or something like that, you know? But what he did, what this story is telling us is this guy entered the wedding banquet Presuming he was fine the way he was. I'm fine. I'm good just the way I am. I don't need your help to prepare me to meet the king. I can just join in. And that was what the king kicked him out for, was 
No, you're not ready as you are. As we are, we aren't ready to see the face of God. How do we know that? Well, heaven is perfect, and you and I aren't perfect. So if we went to heaven, we would destroy heaven because it would no longer be perfect because you and I would be there. So we need help to grow and to become more than we are. And this is the beauty of the first reading today. God says, I'm going to prove my holiness among the people. And he then goes on to say, he doesn't say, I'm going to throw earthquakes and lightning bolts. I'm going to cause war and famine. You're going to see that I'm holy. How does he say he's going to do it? By healing the human heart. I will pull you away from all your idols. I will make sure that you're no longer a rebellious people, but a people who sincerely seek me and love me. The God of the universe says, I will prove my holiness by making men and women glorified, fully alive with holiness and virtue and the beauty of love, sacrificial love and prayer. And this is why in February, we as a parish are bringing in the John Paul II Healing Center. These are men and women who go around the world, really, and help us connect God's grace in our heart and our story together. So that the places in us, the pattern of thoughts that never go away, those places where we want to forgive but we still always tripped up, constant behaviors that we may even want to call addictions, and we've tried over and over again to get freedom, these men and women who are coming are really been given by the Holy Spirit an expertise in bringing the outpouring love of God into the human heart so that the two can become one like a marriage. And then we, the broken men and women, can share in the wholeness of Jesus and come to know the joy of God the Father as he bestows healing upon us and we get to join in the wedding feast. You don't have to wait till February, right? It can begin today just recognizing, Lord, I desire to be made whole. Even recognizing that desire and sharing it with him and staying in it is enough to begin the journey of the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, the joy of Christ the Bridegroom, and the great power and delight of the King of the universe, our Father. And so today, maybe we just recognize, man, my healing, my desire for wholeness isn't just mine. It's actually, above all else, God's plan for you. He's at work bringing about restoration in you so that you can be a witness to others and all can come into the saving power of Christ. Amen.